You're listening to the Fox and the Phoenix podcast. Understanding the feminine cross-dressing experience. I'm Savannah Hawk, cross-dresser and author of the Living with Cross-Dressing book series. And I'm Julie Rubenstein, proud ally and co-founder of foxandhanger.com, a feminine styling and life coaching service for cross-dressers and transgender women. You're listening to Blue Sky. Random conversations. So I see you have a friend with you today. Sheila, yeah. Uh, is it Sheila? Is that her name? I mean, today it is. Oh, okay. <laughs> I love that dress. I would love to put that dress on. Thank you. I was going to, the reason why I ordered it was to upstage my brother's bride at her wedding. I oh, really? It was a Wait. psychological thing. Oh, so you wore that? I didn't, but I was going to. Oh, so what? why the last minute change? Because it's a fucking regal ass dress and the bride will be but a pinprick. And I'm like, what's my agenda? And my agenda really was to own the dress of my dreams. Okay. But not to, so it was to own it and not necessarily be shown off in it? Right. Not to upstage anyone. They didn't okay. end up, they ended up getting a divorce. Like the marriage <laughs> didn't last much, which was like the joke of all times. Ouch. But I wound up with this gorgeous gown that's like speaks to my soul. And I got to do a photo shoot in it. Which one? Do you have pictures of it? I do. I can send it to you. Yeah, please. I would love to see you because that dress looks amazing. Thank you. Can I do a comparison? Sure. Depressed, not depressed. Depressed, not depressed. <laughs> the seasonal depression light from Amazon. Yeah. Because when we are recording, it is the month of December. December. Yeah. And I need a little assistance. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry you need it. Um, it's just, it's one, it is fascinating. As you know, I'm always fascinated by things that are outside of me. So the only time I ever, ever got depressed that it was winter <laughs> or December was about three years ago in New York uh, on Long Island mm -hmm. when um, we had the worst winter ever. It was mm -hmm. like a dump of two or three feet of snow on a weekend. Yeah. And I would go out there and I'd shovel it and I'd stack it all up on the lawn and make big hills. And like we basically made a big ant hill like around a tree because it was so much snow and then everything started melting and the next weekend same exact thing mm -hmm. another like two feet of snow uh that i then had to figure out how to put that on top of the piles that were still there it was handheld walking snow from one place to the next to get it on a pile it was just oh, no place to put hideous. it it was disgusting it's hideous it was, and that's, that's the times where I'm like, I'm really tired of this. <laughs> I like winter and snowflakes and watching the ice be on the trees, but no, not when it's just hellious manual labor. And I never thought like, like Kate of foxandhanger.com. Hello. Kate always, like our senior year in college, she would just bundle and hate her life and just be like i'm getting out of, out of here i'm getting out of here and she just like <laughs> visualized san diego mm. and she did she got out of here but and now she lives where you live but i never thought i had a choice like i just kind of you know 
just hated my life and I just never saw any other way out of it. And until I did, but mm. it wasn't so much the cold and getting away from the cold. It was kind of a psychological, spiritual shift in me, but cold is cold. Like <laughs> for me, I'm still miserable walking in the morning at 32 degrees than I am in, you know, let me turn off my phone. Okay. That would be good. That would be good. Okay. Is your phone off? It is. Always. Always. It's true. That was a Always joke. I knew. <laughs> I knew you'd come prepared. So when you made that shift, tell the listeners where you came from as a reminder. So I came from, thank you. I came from New England. So I came from Western Mass, not Western Mass, but Western Mass, which is 15 minutes west of Boston. Okay. And I, yeah, I just, I mean, there, but I must say there's no greater high than the high of seeing your town on the snow days list, like come mm. up on TV. Like it was, <laughs> it was my first experience with a mind blowing orgasm. Seriously. What? I was seeing my town and school being canceled <laughs> as a child. Like that's when I was like, this is, I feel something, you know, and it feels different and it feels strange and it just feels right. And I, want, I want this again and again. So I want it to, <laughs> I want it to snow harder, harder, mm. harder, and right. faster. Yes. And then I wanted school to just be canceled and for me to just experience just this release of endorphins and this tingly sensation all over okay well i'll make right. sure that i don't say snow yeah. day too often that was, that was snow wrong... day by julie rubinstein yes yes your new novel you knew erotica snow day <sighs> oh the snow the snow <laughs> <laughs> it glistened all over my 10 year old body yikes said, that might be God, too young for erotica school. What? That might be too young for erotica. It feels wrong. It feels. It does. Crazy. Yeah, you might want to like bump that up to like fifteen. Pump up the jam. Pump it up. Nice. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. Are you gonna wish me a happy Chanukah? Happy Shanukah. Hanukkah. Thank you. It's like what day seven of Hanukkah watch. I think it's day four. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I'm not I don't sure. have the candles in front of me to know uh, how many nights that we're at. Hey, crazy nights. That's all I know about Hanukkah. And dreidels. Yes. And that is so cliche. And I'm such a, a bad person to not know all the intricacies of uh, the Jewish holiday. It's okay. Next year, I'll educate you. Okay, sure I appreciate that. That'd be cool. I mean, my friend Elaine, which who we've talked about, She's explained it a bit, and I have a couple of the Jewish friends in New York who have explained it a bit, but it just, for some reason, doesn't, like, register long-term. I think I would have to experience it to know what's up. So am I your second Jewish friend? You are? Yes. Like, in terms of a very, very good friend who is Jewish, yes. Cool. Yeah. Um, as you know from our talks i i hate my nose and i hate my chin they they feel very masculine to me but yet from an outsider such as you who would just see a picture of me you might never 
say that. You might never bring that up to me as something I would need to change to be more feminine. We've talked about my arm hair and we've talked about like, well, I know plenty of women with very dark hair on their arms. It doesn't make you less feminine. It's just who you are. So if you radiate your femininity from within to the aura of who you are and how you present yourself, in many ways, that is feminine enough. That's perfectly feminine. Like for me, I don't affect a different voice as we've talked about. Um, I don't shave my arms. I keep thinking about a nose job, but I think I'll never do that. Um, so I'm very content and happy, and I've gotten to know my feminine voice and my feminine appearance, and I just keep working on it, and I keep mm -hmm. doing different things, get my fashion more correct for me, um, keep working on my makeup skills, um, be mindful of like how I want to present myself in a way that seems feminine uh, to me, that, that, that speaks to my femininity, that speaks to how I want to present myself. And those things are what make you a woman in that right. moment. It's, and, your, and your nose job is so personal, right? Yeah. So when people said to me like, wow, I can't believe you got a breast reduction. I never saw it. I never thought you needed it or whatever. They were taking it so personally. Does mm -hmm. that make sense? Yeah. And for me, getting my breast reduction surgery, it was, again, another reminder that it's not about anyone else's feedback or opinion. It's something you do for yourself. Yes. Right? Because yeah. you always hated your nose. Or, or for me, I always hated the fact that I had to sleep with a bra. I had to hold my breast. It was painful. It was arduous. And I did get to a place where I love myself so much that I didn't even think it was an option, right? Mm. And then when it was brought to my attention by a family member that I could get insurance to cover it, that, you know, this and that, and I, I got it done. And people's responses were a constant reminder that it wasn't about them. It, maybe they never noticed that I had big breasts. Okay, that has nothing to do with my gratitude and my relief and my freedom I feel that I got this for mm -hmm. myself. Right. <laughs> and the truth of the matter is breasts in general, they, you know, one can be bigger, one can be, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I made the mistake of taking a scissors. Do you see how they're oh, kind of no. teared? Yeah. I know. I wanted to see if I could make it like a, a circle, but that was the wrong move. You know. My mannequin has one tip that's just like sliced from scissors <laughs> that I tried to DIY it. <laughs> DIY reduction, not to do DIY <laughs> surgery. Hey, people have done more for less, I guess. So rice but, bags, socks with rice. <laughs> The juju. The juju. Offended. Just kidding. No, uh, see, I didn't even realize. That's funny. That's very funny. The juju. <laughs> <laughs> you got the juju's here. Yeah, I am. What happened? I mean, I guess it would only be if there was two of you in a the room, then it could be juju. <laughs> My brother had a friend named Juju. Really? Uh, yeah. Okay. She was Indian and her name was Juju. And I'd be like, slightly offended when I met her and I didn't know why because it was just you know when things are way too obvious or way yeah. too like in your face and you just miss it gotcha so he'd be like Juju do you want some orange juice and I'd be like 
why I oughta. <laughs> and I didn't know why. And then later I realized. It wasn't a book. Josh, you know your friend Juju? Um, she makes me super uncomfortable because I feel like just her name is very anti-Semitic, <laughs> Julie. Okay. Okay. We're not close oh, right my now. God. That's, but you know what? <laughs> I will tell you that is one of those things where I would have never connected those dots ever. I would be like, yeah, you know, you know, like the, the sorcery and black magic, the juju. And you'd be no, like, why I oughta? I'm like, why? Yeah, what did I, I do to offend you? Again, it's one of those things where, you know, it's all about perspective. I think that's uh, pretty crazy. And I think when you're like sensitive and <laughs> I don't know when you're, I could, I could, you know, check a couple of boxes, but when you're like, I don't know if it's the redhead, the Jew, the dyslexic, the, you know, trans ally, I don't know what it is in me that makes me so easily offended, mm. but I'm like looking for things. Right, right. That just offend me. I think we're just in a culture now that it has nothing to do with me and my personality. It has to do with everyone is just highly sensitive and looking, well, you're not, I mean, you are, but not in the way that like, you're looking for things. Yeah, I don't think we're looking for things to to respond to. Like poised to like be offended before anything's uttered. But I think you and me both have things that trigger us very quickly. I know I do. I know if I can see that one look of like something anti Savannah, I get my you know, my heart gets hurt very quickly. Um, you know, the closer the person is, the more hurt I'll get. And that, like, that's what's not this... anti Savannah, like a button down shirt or like <laughs> No, just like something that like I am very excited about something about Savannah and then I kinda get a a look. Totally. And that look is either dismiss I feel is dismissive or um not supportive. And like it may not be that idea or that reaction at all, but I'll take it as that thing that's, you know, I'm I'm offended or I'm right. hurt because of it. Right. So Something about your mere existence, when your mere existence and place in the world is somehow disruptive to the people around you, I can imagine that that would feel extremely, not only triggering, but just heartbreaking. Yeah. And I think it's, I think it's both. I think that the trigger causes the heartbreak versus yeah. the heartbreak causes a trigger. I think if I was more strong in who I was and not, not take as much uh, power for a validation or invalidation right. that I, I would, I would just like let it roll off me. But yeah, there's still times where it, it only takes a look or an eye roll or a smirk or a something, some facial twitch that will just set me off and, you know, set me back and, and hurt, hurt my heart and whatever. Which is very interesting because you are you you do have so many people that just admire you on such a a large larger than life level. I'd say um, that it's another reminder that you are just a person on this journey, just like all of us that mm -hmm. are able to experience tremendous pain when it comes to your identity, as well as the highest of highs. I mean, yeah. you have tangible accolades to kind of fill you. I mean, I, I think the same goes for me and my, in this beautiful business I have. I mean, I had someone who I've known 
just yesterday, I've, I've had someone that I've known from the time, like day one, from day one where they realize that they're actually female to now. I mean, it's just this, been this amazing, I can't believe it's only been a, a year and a half. It's not even two years. And yesterday I got a message from them. Now they have, you know, she has a girlfriend and mm. um, just I've seen literally every stage of development. And long story short, yesterday she messaged me and said, if and when I get married, would you walk me down the aisle and Aww. give me away? Oh, I know. Yes. And that, and I was there for her when her mother passed away and that was a huge moment. And I've just been there for all these kind of milestones along the way. And I was so touched and that was so huge. And yet there's a, a part of me that under a different circumstance or on a different day, I will, I will forget that. I will forget that impact I have on people or the work has on pe- the work that I do has on people. Right, right. And I will be, feel very unseen. Mm. I will feel very misunderstood because people in my very close circle, they don't get it, right. you know, and sometimes it's, it's a, it's a platform for me to be like, you'll see, <laughs> or I know that's all that matters. I know the work I'm doing and it's value in the world, but I know that no matter what you're doing and how big your, the mark you have made on the world is, that we're still human and we just want to feel like we're worthy of love and belonging. Yeah. So true. And sometimes the, it's the untangibles. It's, it's the, like uh, the person you're speaking of who wants you to walk them down the aisle. I mean, that's mm-hmm. a huge, that? that's, like... a, that's amazing. Number one. And number two, it's like, yeah, we, we both get, supportive statements and comments on our social media and people who talk to us and and we know those people are out there supporting us and right but sometimes the when we're by ourselves mm-hmm. when we are kind of stepped away from that spotlight like you said it's not as easy sometimes to remember that we are worthy of both those accolades and comments and positivity from others, but just within ourselves, you know, knowing we are good enough and we are strong enough and we are crushing it in a way that makes our heart complete. So. Yeah. Yeah. And it just shows us that maybe that one person in our house or in our lives that are so close to us, Maybe it's just that one person that we want to give up, to give us that kind of, oh my goodness, look at the difference you're making, Julie. Oh my goodness, Savannah, you are just amazing. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's not the millions of people, the thousands of people, the, the plaques or the books or the this and the that it's that one person that for some reason you you don't get held in the same way yeah you don't get seen in the same way does that make sense it does it's more personal it's closer to you and it's more tangible you know so i totally get it anyways But, but i appreciate you and I, I appreciate, appreciate what we're doing. You. And, you know, I come to this day every Sunday that we record and I love what we do together. I love what we generate and create together. Mm. 
And, you know, I think you had said it early on, if I remember uh, one of the first podcasts, you had said, well, I don't care if anybody listens to it or we had any subscribers. I just care that we're creating this together. Yes. And so. I still feel, I still feel that way only now when I think that or I say it, it feels kind of funny to me because I get, you know, we get people reaching out to us from different countries and it just yeah. feels so surreal. But the truth of the matter is Sunday, like for most people is a holy day for me. I mean, it really is just coming and sharing space with you and, and just the amazing part that you and I have never been a, in a physical space together. <laughs> um, and yet we have such a deep connection and are able to do so much good um, from this podcast. And it's, it's incredible. And I'm so thankful to you. I am thankful for you too. And it is always surreal. Actually, sometimes the podcast itself, when I listen to it back, is surreal that that is. It is. <laughs> it so. really is. Like, I go back to the first one. I'm like, sweet, we're going to sound like shit. <laughs> no, like whenever I want. I mean, that sounded wrong. You could tell from the East Coast. Like, <laughs> Is it that obvious? I grew up four hours from New York. Um, but like, I'm like, sweet, I can see my, you know the beginning stages, the scrappy yeah. moments. And I'm just like, this is really good. Yeah. And I have you to thank. And I also have this unexplainable thing that's just called, it's synergy. It's, oh, it's like kismet. When kismet and when people are so compatible yeah. and their energies kind of fit in that perfect way. Yep. Um, yeah, we definitely, we definitely, we definitely, yeah, I agree. I think we, we, we somehow lift each other up in a, in a, a way that we wouldn't have done for ourselves. We do, because I got to be honest, this morning I was in a grouchy mood. <laughs> I, like you, do not like cold. I do not like being cold. And for whatever reason, since, you know, let's just say the moment, like, October hit the moment Halloween hit let's just say my house no matter how much you turn up the heat and I think this has a large part to do with the fact that we totally ripped up the wall-to-wall -wall carpeting in mm. like an area of our house but like it is freezing and this morning it was freezing and I didn't want to get out of bed and I was snuggled under me coveys and then <laughs> when I emerged with the um this is the greatest show, like with the, the greatest showman, like soundtrack, like yeah. I needed a soundtrack, obviously. Of course. Um, I like leaped out of bed, but I was so chilly that I went into the kitchen and, and chilly, I totally associate with being angry. So when I say I was chilly, I mean, I was mad. Mm. So I like stomped in the kitchen, like a mad 41 year old. And I'm like, mm. and I think like, no, I know. I know my husband had bought me these hard ciders, these hard cranberry ciders at Trader Joe's, which is like a treat for me. I hardly ever drink. And once in a while, I'm like, can you pick up some hard cider? Because baby, it's cold outside. <laughs> so I like cracked one of these open. I don't even say day drink. I'm saying morning drink. And then I believe I reached my left hand, not right, into the refrigerator and grabbed a banana bread cupcake smeared with chocolate and shoved it down my gullet. And now I am happier, but I feel sick. <laughs> so look at this. 
Cheers. Cheers to Cheers. you. Fantastic. <laughs> oh, so if I oh, seem I, a little hard. All I have is my, my addiction with yes, me. Yes, your coffee. My coffee from this morning. Creature um, of habit. As a Jewish mother, put it in your journal and you'll always be thankful you did. <laughs> and then put it in another journal because if you lose one of the journals, God forbid. <laughs> Sorry. That's, a, that's some serious coverage. That's make some sure. serious projection about wow. how I wish them to live their life based on my terms. <laughs> and we all know that we all should be living our lives based on your terms. I mean. You can find me on Facebook at Savannah Hawk or at Living With Crossdressing and on Instagram at Savannah Hawk. Remember, that's H-A-U-K. And to learn more, go to my website, livingwithcrossdressing.com. And you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Fox and Hanger or at MTF Style, as well as on our website at foxandhanger.com. Julie, it's your moment. <gasps> The Fox and the Phoenix podcast uses Anchor, copyright 2021. Yes, nailed it. We would love to hear from you because your story matters. Please comment and share on Facebook at Fox and Phoenix podcast or on Instagram at the Fox and the Phoenix podcast underscore.